Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another outstanding edition of Ghost Chronicles International. Of course, I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me, all the way from England, is that Geordie himself, Steve Parsons. Oh, hi. Hey, what's See you, Jimmy. What's, What's a journey? A journey yeah. is a person who lives in the northeast of England, uh, close to the city of Newcastle, um, which is quite a distance from where I am and from where I was born and lived. Um, but it's the opposite side and up a bit, just a bit below Scotland. Oh, okay. Because well, they all um, say way I man. You know, I almost thought that they were Irish or Scottish. No, opposite side. Opposite side. So, I mean, they say I. What is I? I is. Well, um, is they that... say, yeah, they say why I man, um, which is like the colloquial expression for why I man. Um, I, I don't know. And my brother actually lives there. He's lived there for the last twenty, is 20 it Geordie? years. He's got a Geordie accent now, obviously, because he's lived there for so long. Yeah. Um, and he's married to a Geordie lass, which is a lady. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's an it's a not it's a nice part of the world. Um, it's around about, uh, I mean, in a straight line north, about a hundred miles, and then left of, uh, to the right a bit as you look at the UK. So, uh, um, it's on the side facing Norway. <laughs> okay. And, um, so yeah, uh, nothing to do with uh, me being a Geordie. So uh, the accent, you know, the accent, I just it just seemed like. It's so different than from you know you know Welsh or uh, English or, or Cockney well, or even it's it's you know it almost sounded either Irish or Scottish. The I thing was or like I he says like you know it's like that. You know I I, I was wife and I were watching of course uh, Inspector Lewis and and yeah, well uh, he's got uh, he's from the northeast of England so yeah, he, well, he has it was got a, that accent. It was an author that that actually was on and but but he was I mean he had a much heavier accent yeah. than, than anyone. That's why I, I was trying to determine what it was. And then somewhere in the show, we said something about a Geordie, and so I knew I had to ask you that. So, anyways, I asked. And they, well, well, they say Britain, I mean, it's a small island, but we have distinct regional dialects and accents, and it's quite, we, I mean, obviously, we can pick up on where someone's from. There are um, you know distinct accents that we get used to. It's the same in America. I mean, you have that this very distinctive New England twang. But interestingly, I was listening to, um, I was watching a video the other day of a guy from Canada. Um, hey. now, to, now, to my ear, he sounded very New England um, in the way he was pronouncing his words, but clearly no he was kind of, uh, Well, anyway, to my untrained ear, he sounded uh, unlike a... I, I know what the Canadian accent sounds like. It is different than the American accent, but this guy... Uh, had a very, I would have thought, New England accent. And at first I thought he was a New Englander, but then he revealed uh-huh. he was Canadian. So uh-huh. I, I guess... Well, it, maybe it was a transplant. 
And maybe it was a transplant, but maybe it just demonstrates that, you know, we're used to our own regional accents and dialects, and over there you're used to yours. The one accent I can't do, actually, can't pick up on um, or mimic very well is the New England accent. It's very, very distinctive and very difficult to copy. Really? I think so. I mean, you're a natural speaker of it, but um, it's one of those... I'm a natural speaker of nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know how you can mimic or at least attempt to mimic different accents right. um, with, with more or less degrees of success. I, I, I can switch to Welsh quite easily now because I've lived here for so long. So, But the New England accent is, is very different than your standard American accent to a British ear. But anyway, um, yeah, this I'm looking forward to tonight's show because this is a show that um, I think hopefully will become a regular feature. Um, well, it depends on the news. Well, exactly. And it also depends on our listeners sending us the news and sticking it all over the Ghost Chronicles international pages, which uh, they do, do uh, regularly. I actually have an idea, which I will discuss with you after the show. Okay. We can sit at a desk and wear glasses, and you, we can, you can be the news anchor. Yeah. That would work. Well, I could be the, uh, the uh, naked uh, weather girl. Didn't they have a... I mean, there was a... I was, watching something a few weeks ago there was a, there's been a couple of new american news uh, anchors who've actually put a gun to the heads live on air haven't they over the years yeah whatever yeah well, we won't be doing that this isn't most haunted anyway so yeah this, for those and, and we don't want to waste too much time is we're here today to talk about the news and the paranormal uh what's hot what's hot on facebook you know what's 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 really lighting up the the uh, page and and we picked out some stories and I don't know where do you want to start, Steve. Well, I want to start with the the biggest story of the week, which is Ghostology has gone to the publishers. Oh, there all, you go. All twenty one chapters have uh, been dispatched. Obviously, there's still some odds and ends to uh, to do, but the the bulk mm-hmm. of the book has gone off to the publishers. Um, I work the book. I said I would never write. Uh, I I never ever. I've always said I would never write a ghost hunting book, and um, well, I you know I ruined you're the hell kinda out to, you. You're kind of to blame. Yeah, um, I know. I, I know I am because I just because totally corrupting you. You never no. had a website, so you know you had a website. You know, next thing you you're to blame, but not in the way you think. You're to blame because of that afternoon we spent last year sat in your office printing out page by page the course notes for the ghostology course. Oh, don't even go there. And it, I, I was just cursing you the other day. <laughs> I realized how much ink died for that. <laughs> but that was what was the the sort of trigger, sitting there that afternoon talking to you and watching you bitches page by page come out of the world's slowest yeah, that computer cost? printer. Yeah, that cost? <laughs> out of the world's slowest computer, uh, computer printer. Realized that, in actual fact, those course notes had become the core of a potential book. So, um, so yeah, you're to blame. Okay. If you'd had a faster printer, we probably never would have written the book. All right, so let's, let's get to the news. Yeah. Yeah. with this ghostology yeah. crap. Well, it is news, and it's topical, and it's, yeah, it's yeah, hot. Yeah. It's hot news. Only to you. Only to you. Well, the first one I've got on the list has to be the ghost that made... Uh, did the ghost make the building fall down? Ah! Um, 
And oh, by the way, if if anybody doesn't know what we talk about, if you go to our uh, Facebook page, Ghost Chronicles International, uh, I posted the link to all these stories. So uh, feel free to go read it. And if you have your own thoughts on it, uh, you can post them in either the TojiNet or the Parex chat room. And let us know what you think. And or you can call in as well, which I the number is 877 877- Oh great! Too many tall. Seven 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 five 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 two 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 one 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 three. Eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. So eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. Hopefully, I got that right. Cool. So for those we don't know, what I'm talking about, uh, and I've read this article, and and it's uh, we're talking about Berkwood Castle in Les Mahaco. Uh, Lanchester, what the hell no, was that? La- Lanarkshire. 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 Yeah. yeah, and where is that? That's in Scotland. Scotland. Um, oh. Castle, Les Margo, Les Margo, or Les Margo, as probably the Scots would say. We should have to get Stephen Scott to pronounce that one for us. But it's in Lanarkshire, um, and was a former psychiatric hospital. I mean, we should send uh, Stephen Scott out there to investigate this. Your roving Sparky. Sparky. Sparky, yep. Well, Lanarkshire is not terribly far from where he is, so, okay, uh, so if, he, uh, if he wants to look at a dilapidated building that's fell down... Oh, no, you've got to remember, he is uh, also a medium, so he'll be able to pick up the uh, psychic impressions. He'll pick up a few of, the, few of the blocks of rubble as well. <laughs> That'd be cool. He could send one to me. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> uh, anyways, so... If you go in and you look at this, you can see it, was, it looked like it was a pretty cool building at one time, as most buildings in the UK are. Well, it dates to the 1860s um, and was formerly uh, a large country estate um, that was then used uh, to have multiple uses, but was most latterly a psychiatric hospital and somewhat inevitably allegedly haunted by the former patients, and was under the process of being re- renovated as part of a multi-million pound conversion into a luxury hotel, which began last year. Um, but apparently, one of the walls fell down. I'm looking at the pictures that are in the article. I'd say a lot more than a wall fell down. Now, a British ghost hunter, a Scottish ghost hunter called Tom Robertson, um, <clears throat> suggests... Um, well, before we even go there, let's just say local paranormal experts. That's the sentence that caught me, my eye. Experts. I wonder why they're experts. Is uh, it because they know local legend? Because, because they tell the paper that that's what they were. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I was just curious. I, I, I wasn't what sure that made what made uh, certain people experts in the paranormal. <laughs> Well, um, I mean, that's a whole new show in its own right, isn't it? But, I know, but that caught my eye, and I just was was curious, and I, I didn't know if you knew anything about it, but evidently you don't. So we'll let that go on. Carry on. Tom okay, well, well, according to Tom, um, he believes that it's possible um, that the ghosts that are reported to haunt the building um, took matters into their own hand to prevent the renovation works going ahead and being angry at being disturbed um, and demolished a building, so effectively evicted themselves, which seems a little bit of a sort of uh, poke in the eye. Uh, uh, what, ev- what evidence does he have of this? 
<laughs> well, according to local folklore, the building is home to the ghosts of the former patients that were treated at the hospital, and a number of people have reported supernatural occurrences, including the sighting of a cigar-smoking spook Ooh. and the spirit of a man stabbed... Possibly. And the spirit of a man stabbed through the throat. There have also been strange smells, lights going on and off, and mysterious footsteps heard tramping up and down the empty corridors. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the paranormal inhabitants is reported to be a boy called Michael, who stalks the grand spiral staircase where he fell and died. Uh, There are are others, but in 2013... Uh, Glasgow Paranormal Investigators filmed an episode, here we go, of the series Haunted Planet TV, um, which isn't... Is, is, that, is that on the BBC or is that no, on, on uh, Sky it's on, TV or anything it, like that? It's on YouTube TV. Oh, okay. Um, and said it was the most, here we go, it's the most active location in which they'd filmed. And interestingly, um, quite a, a number of articles, because it was it didn't just appear in, in one paper, it appeared in several. Right, many. Um, they've all referred to it as one of Scotland's most haunted buildings. Ah, uh, it closed as a hospital in 2002, and then as part of a £50 million renovation project, oh. uh, it was undergoing work. Uh, but there's now been, obviously, a huge chunk of it has fell over. They stole the uh, facade so they can... Uh, that's it. about all they've got left of it, yeah. looking at the pictures. Yeah. Um, and there have now been calls for the rest of the building to be demolished uh, in order to prevent further collapses. Oh, that's a shame. So... Um, you know, once again, you, we brought up a, a terminology, and and you said the most haunted. I mean, how do how do we rate buildings being most haunted? I mean, do we have scales uh, according uh, well, to what? I, I'm, I'm interested. Well, exactly. I mean, we we don't do we. It's just become a very fashionable term. It was used. I mean, it's not it's not an, a recent term. We have the no, most well, haunted, the most haunted house, house in England, England from yeah. Yeah, which was you know, dates back to the before the 1920s with that name, and there have been others. The most haunted village, which is Pluckley. Um, and here we have the mysterious crumbling of one of Britain's m- most haunted castles. And if you go you know, to any of the ghost hunting events groups, uh, inevitably... Uh, wherever they're visiting that particular weekend will be the most haunted place in the county, country, region, city, town they've ever visited. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's one of those terms that it, it, it's it's become endemic, it's become a universal term to the point where it, it's actually, and always was, pretty meaningless. Uh, Price himself dismissed the term. He never liked the term uh, the most haunted house in England and, and uh, although he used this as the title of his book, he did explain that he was using a uh, generic term that the villagers, the, the, the people living close to Borley, had used. So mm-hmm. um, it's just a term. It's, it's, but it's it's so overused that utterly it's meaningless. But I, I, I think I've, that I well, think that you and I ought to start up, uh, you know, the directory of haunted buildings and. Uh, grow up some serious criteria and then people can submit uh, their evidence for whatever building they want to and we will rate it according to uh, this wonderful uh, criteria that we have designed through extensive uh, expert knowledge I'm sure 
Well, do you know, we, we would have competition because I remember, oh, many years ago, and there are still groups doing it today, where groups would investigate a location, a public house or a, a hotel or some other property. And at the end of their investigation, which consisted of one or two nights visiting, they issued certificates um, stating that the building had been investigated and was found to be haunted. So they must have had some sort of classification system in existence um, to the point where they were happy to issue certificates to locations uh, to verify that the building was actually so, haunted. So what's the difference between that and a medium doing like a gallery in the UK? I mean, it, it, to me, it seems very similar in that... Uh, you know that there's really I don't know what basis that that uh, it's being denied or, or accepted. That's it's it's pure. It's got to be pure marketing. It's it's part of the Barnum effect, isn't it? This idea right, but I mean the UK up. the UK regulates mediums. Why wouldn't they regulate ghost hunters and decorations of most haunted or haunted buildings? Well, actually, there is a there is a series of laws that do regulate um, both of those. Uh, they're very little uh, um, used, but they're actually parts of the Consumer Act. Um, you can be. Uh, I don't think anybody's ever su- successfully um, been prosecuted, but you can actually be uh, prosecuted for misleading and misrepresenting, and that will include ghost investigations and it includes mediumship. And it includes uh, selling haunted houses um, and lots of other things too. Oh, interesting! Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, why so, do we have we any do comments it? anywhere on this uh, haunted thing? Nobody has any comments on it. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I think everybody's just. Well, I mean, look at the building. I. I did the ghost knock it down? I don't. Is know. it even possible for ghosts to knock down a building? Have we any well, evidence in the past of this? Um, not that I can think of. But that's interesting. The gold standard yeah. and ghost hunting. There are there are there are lots of. Well, that's probably because there aren't any. Um, but you know, you're looking at a building where, you know, let's let's look at the more obvious. The guy, mm. re- you know, the building's undergoing renovations. There's lots of people presumably working on the structure which is already dilapidated um you know i'm not going to suggest that in any way it was assisted to fall down mm-hmm. by by you know supernatural or norm or natural means um but buildings fall down. I mean, I remember a case some years ago. We were we were in Edinburgh. Um, we were running our big infrasound experiment in Edinburgh at the time, which was causing very low frequency vibrations. And in Liverpool, when we'd done it some months before, we we were actually shaking uh, an enormous building. We were causing uh, the objects and structures within the building to shake and vibrate. Now. Uh, less than a mile from where we were uh, and whilst we were there with the infrasound equipment mm-hmm. um, another building collapsed unexpectedly um, I don't think we had anything to do with it, although it was quite ended, you know, uh, the possibility had to exist uh, because somebody suggested that it may have been an earthquake so, you know, buildings fall down you know, things happen um, as somebody said in the chat room, perhaps they used the phantom wrecking ball, the ghost of uh, what's her name, Miley Cyrus. 
Oh, she's alive. <laughs> <isn't> she? <laughs> she's alive. Yeah, Sorry, somebody put, as I said it, the ghost rode it like Miley. So, yeah, so, you know, building fell down. You found an interesting one, though, didn't you? Um, no, but I, I'm not completely done with this yet. Okay. Because I yeah. actually had a similar case myself. What, you investigated a ghost that knocked a building down? Well, let's uh, let's talk about this. Uh, now let me go to our face page and post this uh, right up on it so that you, our listeners, can actually see what I'm talking about. But anyways, uh, some time ago in the winter, unfortunately, uh, I did an investigation of a mill in Webster, Massachusetts. And the mill... Uh, was going to be converted and uh, unfortunately it burnt down. A seven alarm blaze. Now I always thought maybe it was vandalism uh, or something like that but perhaps uh, in light of this Scottish story it was the spirits of the mill that uh, burnt it down. And is that a stretch? What, if if you well, what, what, what do you base that on? I mean, why do you why do you uh, consider that that's a possibility? Why? Well, why I, I consider it now. I mean, this is a you know, as you and I, as 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 uh, investigators, look at all angles, and I have never ever thought of the angle that spirits, angry spirits, might burn it down. I mean, but in light of the Scottish revelation where they believed that the angry spirits there destroyed their building, perhaps, perhaps, and I'm not saying this is true, of course, but perhaps uh, the angry spirits of this mill burnt it down to prevent the renovations. That's a possible. There have been destructive hauntings, of course. Um, you know, we have... Poltergeist type... We have poltergeists that set fire to things. Um, we have other destructive hauntings uh, also. So they're not without precedent in terms of um, ghosts or malevolent spirits being, uh, you know, destructive to buildings. Mm. But interesting. Uh, do they burn them down? I don't know. Okay. So, if you have any thoughts, and, and I know this is going on podcast, so uh, we have many more people that listen on podcast uh, later on. Uh, if you do have any thoughts, go on to uh, our Facebook page, which is Ghost Chronicles International, and uh, comment on whatever story we're talking about, and feel free. And on a later show, we'll also share those comments with our listeners as well, because uh, it, we're all here to learn, right, Steve? Absolutely, and of course we're going to we're going to be doing the news uh, the news show on a on a fairly regular basis monthly. So uh, we want your news stories too because well, you are all right. Depends upon the news. So well, yeah. yeah, our listeners are our eyes and ears. Exactly. Except I have Sparky. <laughs> anyway, so moving on, and I know we're getting towards the break, but we we have another one. Uh, which should we uh, go to next, Steve? Uh, well, the one you found, I think, the four-dimensional one, I think it's interesting. Oh, I found the last one, if you remember. Well, found it. It wasn't lost, but you brought ah! them back. The four-dimensional... not me. I didn't, the f- I didn't use the word. You used it. The f- uh, lost. Uh, found. 
found. Mm. Well, I think the four-dimensional one's a good one to do. Four-dimensional? Yeah. You mean the devil child? Yeah. Ooh. I think that's topical and relevant. There's Cal again phoning up. Yeah, Cal, he always does during the show. You know, he really misses it and wants to contribute <laughs> all the time. I, I really feel bad for him, but, you know. Please uh, buy my book. Sorry, Cal. <clears throat> Please buy telephone calls from the dead. Oh, you know, he's probably a parapsychologist who wants to comment on it, uh, which is good. I mean, we're, we'll accept Cal's comments as well as anyone else's. Is that right? Absolutely. So, go on then. Four-dimensional ultrasound of a freaky baby. Okay, so... Yes, That'll I'm... help the mother, and bo- the mother and child bonding process when the thing's born, won't it? Why do you think so? I'm pretty certain it won't. I mean, <laughs> so, so uh, believe it or not, we do have a comment on this one as well. So, let me see. Uh, we have a comment. Uh, in this, it says, Oh... Crickety? What the heck's that mean? This is from Michael. Michelle, excuse me. I have no idea. So, Eve, crickety, is that a word? It is now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, anyways, uh, that's a comment. I'm not sure what it means, but we it do. It means a crickety. Uh, there you go. <laughs> so, if, if you go onto our page once again, or, or go on the internet and find the story, you see the picture, picture of an ultrasound, uh, 4D ultrasound of a baby, a couple's having a baby, and uh, and the image is something that's really uh, strange. And so let's let's uh, let me go into a little bit of the story. Uh, a baby's ultrasound is meant to be a special moment for a family. It allows parents to see their child before it's brought into this world, and the scans end up being cherished as keepsakes. But what do you do if you see that your little angel? doesn't quite look like an angel <laughs> so it, the uh, the uh, the ultrasound is that what appears to be demonic mm. would you agree no you don't but... believe that looks at women please speak the truth what do you okay. mean does it look demonic or not no in fact, reading Are you down lying the, to me, reading, Mr. Parsons? Well, look at the evidence. Let's look at the evidence for a no, minute. No, 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 not the evidence. I just no, said it, doesn't it look, looks... Look, it doesn't look demonic. It looks like a fetus of an unborn child looks. You know... Are you looking at the same picture, right? I'm looking at exactly the same picture that you are. I, see, I see the oh, come on, eyes, can, the nose, the lips. Spooky eyes. Uh, you, you the could horrid say, but, ears... And you don't know what the parents look like. Oh, that's true too. <laughs> it, 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 it might be, a, you know, it might be a nice combination of both. I mean, look at the. Uh, I think this. Right, I'm co- looking at to- close up of it, and if this doesn't look demonic, I well, do not. Well, you know, could it look like an alien? I mean, look at the evidence. The child's eyes are completely white. Well, yeah, the whole of it's completely white. So is that how how black-eyed children come? They start with white eyes and then. Well, no. If you look at the entire image, the whole the whole of the structure of the of the child is white because that's. So, anyways, we we got to take we got to take a break. So, uh, go on to the this. Go look at this picture and let me know. Yeah, go look at the picture. Anyways, to me, it's definitely demonic. I mean, I would I would definitely throw a stake this thing as soon as I saw it. So, anyways. 
moving right along. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Parsons and Ron Kolick right here on Tochinet, Pararex, Planet Paranormal, Ghost Box, Crackle Radio, and wherever, ever people are listening to us. We'll be right back in the long messages. Monday mornings just got scarier. Tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and his inquisitive travel companion, Lou Blassie, the professor. Hey, that's me. Each week we'll delve into the realm of the supernatural where all that is is not what it appears to be with remarkable guests, spirited conversation, and the occasional voice of the deceased. We'll bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And spooky, they all talk ugly gooky. The Parax family, the shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal. The Parax family, they're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parax family. Greetings and felicitations. I am Ron Cole New England's own Van Helsing. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the Blonde Bombshell. We are here at the elegant Benford Hall, the Downton Abbey of Almanus. And we would like to extend a formal invitation to you to tune in every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. On Tokenet, Parax, Ghost Channel, and Planet Paranormal. You can even listen live on your smartphone with your tune-in app. I'll catch the podcast on iTunes. And now, time for tea. demon children because we're back for part two of ghost chronicles international where an unfortunate couple discovered that their unborn baby may be the spawn of the devil when they took a 4d ultrasound scan and looked at the cute little face of their forthcoming angel and discovered it was a demon according to ron anyway and the uh, 
A lot of people too. John in the chat room, I said it was was uh, scary too. So yeah, I, I agree. Even even the parents, you know, the parents said as well. Well, we so, don't know what they look just, like. You're I mean, just they, being, they might be particularly You're just hideous. being, you know, your your usual self, Mister Poo Poo. Mister Poo Poo. I think actually, if you I go should to call the, you Doctor Poo Poo now. Well, if we go, let's let's just put this in in balance. If we go to the Ghost Chronicles International page, whilst we were on a break, I posted another ultrasound picture which I've captioned an evil demon captured on ultrasound. Now, have a look at the picture uh, that I posted. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't see this one. Now, are we looking at another demon with those demonic eyes? Uh, How can I find this? Well, it's on the Ghost Chronicles International Facebook I know. I'm going on there now. I've got got a picture of you and me on the top of it. If I get a comment, then, uh, you know, I definitely... uh, Oh, look at that. You see, that's scary, isn't it? Uh, well, you know... Is that demonic? I don't think it's demonic. I think it's more alien. Alien? It looks more alien to me. Does it remind you of anybody? You know, it's... it's... It kind of looks like you in a way, you know? It kind of looks like Darth Vader, I think. Yeah, yeah, sort of. No, not really, because his helmet comes out to the sides. It's more of a rectangular than a rounded head like that. Well, anyway, that's a... But I see the crucifix embedded in it, so I mean, yeah, you, you can you can see how it, you know that is what um, you know a head uh, a headshot of a, an ultrasound tends to look like. You put a bit more detail on, you put the white eyes of the 4D ultrasound in. That was actually the ultrasound of my second-born son, Oscar. Demonic um, too, huh? No, he's not. But you're, oh, he's alien. I'm the alien. When we saw the picture, the first thing that popped into do, my do mind. You know, was, do you know your wife was sleeping with an alien? Mm, she may have been, uh, but when we first saw the picture, um, we thought it looked uh, slightly like Darth Vader, um, okay. which, which ultimately led to his middle name becoming Anakin, um, and that's the picture that's, that, that spurred us on to call him Anakin. Uh, uh-huh. So if we can see there, I mean, you know, some people, you could think it was alien, you said alien, some people might say demonic, mm-hmm. Um I think it's an entirely normal ultrasound. Uh, I've seen dozens during my medical career. Um, I've seen lots subsequently on Facebook, and that's what they look like. Four D. I, I know, but the four D one. I mean, it was, I think it was so much clearer. I mean, the head is so clear. Well, the demonic smile and. You know, well, it, the nose, it is clear, everything's cool. But you're not seeing a photograph, and this is a this kind of reflects on the thermal imaging conundrums as well, because you're interpreting the picture uh, because it's it's presented as a picture. So you are treating it; your brain is treating it like a real image. In actual fact, it's not a real picture. It's constructed from the. Uh, bounced back ultrasound waves mm-hmm. hitting the, the the structures of the fetus and then rebounding back and the software assembles that sound reflection into an image and presents it then as a, as a two-dimensional photograph so are uh, we looking at pareidolia here we're we're not looking at well, we we like to put uh, shapes into structures, but you're looking at a real image of the fa- of a face. Um, yeah, so it's but not, uh, some paradoxical it to something we know versus. I mean, not that many that, people know what well, a that's... ultrasound looks like, but we do know what a demon looks like. So well, that's automatically our brain is putting it all those little pixels together, and they say, "Oh my God, that's a demon child." 
Or Darth Vader or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. We we are putting um, uh, reason into the into the form that we're seeing, Um, and most ultrasounds actually are taken from a side view. Uh, In fact, on the on the article itself, there is actually a side view one which shows. uh, And it's a little video too, so you can. And it's a little video, and that's the conventional when 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 the majority of people post uh, an ultrasound picture. Of the of the little one, and when they show it around the family and friends, it's generally a side shot. Headshots are actually very difficult for the sonographers to get hold and, of. And, and, and this one, actually, the baby's given a thumbs up, so it's like, yeah, see? yeah, so um, you know, cool. uh, so, uh, sonographers have a great deal of difficulty getting a picture, uh, you know, face on because the, of, the, of the lie of the baby. It's actually a very difficult shot to get. So it's a, it's a very rare shot, comparatively speaking. And it's not one that people see. But it's not actually a true photograph in the, in the sense that it's taken with a camera. It's a software construction of the sound waves. And it's sort of deviating a little bit. Um, no, we're not. This is part of our thing we're talking about, you know, what pro- we One of the problems we've got with thermal imaging, and you've done the thermal imaging course, is that people see an image. They see a representation created by the software of infrared emissions. Mm-hmm. Um, and the software then makes a construction. Um, but people are used to seeing a photograph, and they interpret it as a photograph, not as a thermograph. And here we have people interpreting an image on a sonograph, which isn't actually a photograph. Um, so it, it's an unusual image, absolutely. The fact that the eyes are white is just media nonsense because every structure on the sonograph will be white. It can't do anything else. Every solid structure, the eyeballs, the skull, the fingers, are being shown up as white. That's just the way the software is constructing the image. Um, so the eyeballs aren't white. Uh, it doesn't have glowing white eyes because it's got glowing white everything. Mm-hmm. So there, there you have the story being you know, hyped up by the media. You have a quiet news day. A, per, a couple of parents have just paid uh, several hundred pounds for a 4D ultrasound and have probably recovered the cost by flogging it to the, to, uh, the media. Mm. So uh, this kind of brings us... demonstrated. You know, so this kind of brings us to the next one, which I posted earlier, too, which is the woman on Mars. Yeah, that was that was an odd one, wasn't it? Yeah. So are we talking the same same uh, thought here, or are we talking something different? Well, we've had since since this rover has been wandering around the planet. Now, this is an area that you know, obviously, I don't specialize in. I have enough trouble dealing with dead people. Oh, yeah, uh, but it's it's you applying the, the same same principles. applying the same principles and logic. Yeah. Yes. You have here, uh, and it's not the first image that we've had from Mars. We've had uh, fossilized. Space. We've had the face. We've had fossilized uh, from rover. I'm talking about most recently. We've had fossilized creatures. We've had uh, moving rocks. We've had all manner of strange and bizarre things. And what we're dealing with, I think, is essentially uh, pareidolia, and also a desire. Um, a desire upon people to prove their personal belief that there is life on Mars and that NASA is in some way complicit. Because also this week in the news related to Mars, we have these apparent admissions um, coming from, uh, reportedly coming from uh, ex-NASA astronauts, that America has had manned Mars missions and then even a manned Mars Martian base. Of course Uh, we do. 
Don't you know that? So, so we have we have all of this. So people people don't even believe the moon landing. How the hell are they going to believe Mars landing? <laughs> you know, it was actually one of the one of the funny ones this week was a guy who had actually debunked the moon landing was uh, wrote an article in favour of the Martian moon base. So you can't have it both ways because he'd actually said it was technically impossible to get to the moon, and then. Um, he was writing an article about how NASA had covered up the top secret Martian probes and Martian moon ba- uh, Martian bases. So uh, he'd clearly forgotten his own technical uh, argument against the fact that we couldn't even get to the moon. But nonetheless, what we have here is a. What an about the scale? Project. Are we talking. Do we know we the scale? Know. I mean, it, the, we don't know. We don't actually know very much about the Martian environment. Um, you know, was it something. Mars has an atmosphere, Mars has um, wind. It has, um, you know, a moving atmosphere. Things can move about on Mars. Um, we don't know what happened. You know, we don't know whether it's just a, a, a fleck on the camera lens because, as you say, we've got nothing to scale it against. Um, we can't, you know, with any degree of certainty say it's anything except what it looks like. You know, it looks like something that we've somebody's put a pattern into. Um, there was also another one this week where somebody had claimed. In fact, they posted onto Facebook a picture. Oh, there's quite a few. Said, if you look up uh, Martian woman, you'll or oh, oh, yeah. Martian pictures. It'll you'll see a bunch of them. There, there's a yeah. lot of pictures. Yeah. And the, the, also, I say people put uh, create what more or less what they want. I mean, this week we've also had a picture of uh, taken in an Irish cemetery, um, which a person posted on Facebook, and then embarrassingly had to go back. Because nobody had seen the the anomaly, um, and had to go back saying, "Well, can nobody see the anomaly?" Uh, so they had to people, put a red circle. So they had to put a red circle round it. Ah, uh, now the 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 anomaly was actually quite quite obvious, um, but or I thought it was quite obvious. And what it was was uh, a bird or an insect flying past the camera, and because it had been taken, as they said, on a video camera, it was a video still that the that had been put onto Facebook. That uh, um, what you have here is clearly a motion blurred object flying in front of the the video frame, um, but they posted it without without um, any substantial explanation. And a lot of people were just commenting on the fact that the cemetery was a really nice cemetery and the area was a very nice area of island that they'd been there on holiday. And then rather frustratedly, the original poster came back on saying, "Well, can nobody see this?" <laughs> so how come we don't have this posted on our page? I mean, you're talking about it, and I can't even see well, it. So that's well, scary. We can't, we can, we can, we, I'm sorry, but we can't do everything. Um, Fine. Uh, this one, this one, this one wasn't. Up this we well, this see. one wasn't really newsworthy because it didn't. It never made the news. Um, oh, okay. It, it, it just it just rattled around Facebook for for half an afternoon. Okay. Uh, but Fine. Uh, but there you go. I think we. I I, I don't know. Uh, they may have a devil child. Is it Rosemary's baby? Is the mother called Rosemary? We don't know. So maybe we could ask one of these demonologists uh, to go and check yeah, this out. Yeah, or Tom Robertson. Robinson. Yeah, same thing, right? Yeah, he'll, he'll go along. And... There you go. So anyways, moving on to our final story, uh, and this is one that you submitted, which is involving, I've actually seen footage of my good friend, Derek Akora. Yeah. Hmm. This was the. Um, this was Tutbury Castle, a location I know very well. I've, I've been there on a, a number of occasions. I know okay. the room that the picture was taken in. The the video footage was taken in, and of course, as uh, like with so many things, this thing has gone viral, as they like to say. This was taken at Tutbury Castle during shooting of an episode of The Past Hunters, 
ghost hunting television program, which is going to hit the screens sometime quite soon, I understand, starring Derek Akora. And Past Hunters had uh, have been hyping this series for quite some time within the social media as saying it is going to radically change paranormal investigating forever, um, that this is a brand new way of doing it. And yet every trailer, it's just like watching an old episode of Most Haunted. Uh, they're using exactly the same formula that was used back in 2002, um, Derek, a blonde, some cameramen, and the rest of the crew tramping around in the dark investigating haunted locations. So it's hardly earth shattering. However, they have managed to capture something that they have claimed is uh, proof, evidence of a ghost or a spirit, a shadow figure cast onto the wall uh, inside the Great Hall at Tutbury Castle. Um, and there's a video footage that accompanies. Um, uh, shot for the show which which shows clearly a shadow on the wall clearly actually the shadow of a person because I, this has been around for a few days long enough for me to to take some time and, and study it in a little detail I don't normally bother with pictures because frankly I don't generally give them the time of day but as we were going to talk about it and it was topical and it evolved our mutual friend Derek uh, I thought it was was worth at least, you know, making a, a, a sensible judgment, a bias, an unbiased judgment based upon watching footage. I watched the footage. I watched it several times. I used a little software to to help me to watch the footage as well, and a, and a stiff drink. <laughs> and one of the things that you can clearly see, and that people seem to have missed, there there are two interesting clues uh, within the footage, which is only about uh, fifteen seconds long. Um, the first is, if we concentrate purely on the figure itself, it's very obviously a figure, and um, you can see that when it, when it moves off out of frame. You can actually see the articulation of the knee joint. But what you can also see quite clearly is it's the product of two lights, um, because it's a double shadow. It's not a single shadow. It has two distinct shadow edges, uh, slightly different densities, but the same shadow has two edges, exactly the effect you would have if there were two light sources. Uh, now, you can see quite clearly in the picture, because there's a light reflected in, in one of the glass window, uh, one of the glass picture frames behind Derek and the female presenter. There is also another light reflected in the, a different picture frame, um, which is at right angles to the original, uh, which, the, which is directly beneath, behind, underneath the shadow. And you can also see that, there, that it's light outside, um, because there is light streaming in through the drawn curtains of the room. So you have multiple light sources, and in that room you've got multiple opportunities for reflection, the sun glinting off one of the glass frames. You also have, and this is the other interesting clue, um, Derek may actually have revealed the cause straight away, because Derek says, um, is, that one of the, is that the shadow of one of the cameramen? He then goes on, uh, the, in that in that um, very brief sentence, uh, exclamation by Derek, he gives away two very important piece of, pieces of information. First, the, the distinct possibility that it was likely to be the shadow of one of the cameramen from one of the light sources. But secondly, the admission of multiple cameramen. Now, we've only ever seen one camera angle 
um, in this footage. But we know from what Derek says that there is at least one other camera in the room. And if they've shot it the same as my old days on Most Haunted, there will be at least uh, there will be some more. Because right next to the window, you can quite clearly see a tripod man mounted camera as well for a brief second or two, which suggests the possibility of a third camera. Um, so we have all of these opportunities to see multiple views to demonstrate the paranormality of the shadow and yet we're being very selectively shown um one very small piece of footage mm -hmm. just ahead of the series launch so you know we we often get these um sudden uh, amazing claims of evidential proof just before a series launch uh, we've had it with uh locations when groups are visiting you know they, they they come up with an astounding picture mary king's close in scotland have done it on over a couple of years um when they open up for the tourist season or they almost miraculously get a good ghost photograph uh, somewhat unexpectedly so i might be being a little cynical to think that just before uh, past hunters you know, launch their television series, their groundbreaking new Going to Change the Paranormal Forever television series that's an exact clone of Most Haunted from 2002, um, that they've come up with some amazing evidence and, and got it into the media. Interesting. Or just call me an old cynic. Interesting, but, you know, it's not just... It, People have said that, I mean, it's nice to see Derek back on television um, and we've had him on the show and we, we'll, we'll be getting him on the show again. Um, but also, just before we came on air, um, there's, a, there's a, a, a another video being shot at Tutbury. It's just completed shooting at Tutbury for a different... Uh, but this is a YouTube series um, because they can't sell it to anybody. And this is a, a notorious British, famous British ghost hunter who's been on television a number of times on this morning. His claims for making AVPs, which are actual voice phenomena as opposed to electronic voice phenomena, although the method is exactly the same, um, has been filming at Tutbury Castle with... Um, we actually call AVPs a, a uh, audio voice phenomena, I, which is I, totally different. But well, I just call them because if you can hear it, it's sound. Um, yes, just yeah. to distinguish it between a well, we uh, EVP yeah. on a recorder. An EVP is an EVP if you've recorded it on a recorder. It's sound. Um, we have, uh, let's say, um, this famous ghost hunter. Um, He's, well, he's famous over here, you've probably never heard of him, Don Phillips um, and his AVPs. And he was recording also at Tutbury Castle today. Now, just before we came on air, they posted some pictures. And in amongst the tags, in amongst uh, that were the, the people tagged, were our old friend Richard Felix. So we don't potentially have just Derek. Um, you know, it looks like the whole ca whole ex-cast of Most Haunted are trying their best to get themselves onto television. Hello? Hello. Yeah, you just died on me. I didn't. Yeah, you mean no, you stopped talking? Well, it's like, died as in, like, the career of Richard Felix and Derek Akora. Oh, no. wow. <laughs> I'm afraid that Derek has in uh, career. No, Derek, hasn't, Derek he hasn't still just, fills the houses. Derek, so, uh, Derek, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, it's interesting though that um, you know we have this 
desire within ghost hunters. We had in New England, there was uh, sort of sticking slightly with the news. I remember a story that popped up very briefly on Facebook uh, a few days ago, um, and it was a New England ghost investigator. Uh, and in amongst his state, in fact, it, it did appear on the Ghost Chronicles International page, so maybe if people scroll back a little bit. And this was an interview with a New England ghost investigator um, whose stated desire was to get a television series. There you go. You know, I mean, we have this. Uh, do, do you judge a person's success in the paranormal by by the fact that they have a television series? And if they don't, oh well, whatever. We'll make one for YouTube. Uh, we can't get. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're too crap to get our own show. Um, but we've shot a pilot and we've got a YouTube series. Kieran O'Keefe, he did um, Ghostlands. Um, there was the Ghostlands. Uh, short series, which seems to have fizzled out after a couple of uh, short episodes, which was a shame. Um, Richard has has been in uh, any number of pilots and YouTube episodes um, over the years since him and I left the show. Um, it's yeah, do you, it, it seems a very shallow reflection on one's ability as an investigator. Um, to be judged by your standing in the media. Um, you know, people have compared Zach Bacon to some of the great ghost investigators um, of the past. Based, uh, really? Based, well, it's but, based entirely upon... Like Dan Aykroyd and uh, Jerry Chase. Uh, yeah, more like, yeah. Uh, but, you know, if you look at the list of... It, because it, it's con season, um, there are lots of paracons on both sides, well, primarily your side, but this side also, and they always have a long list of television celebrity ghost investigators, ghost hunters from the world of media. Sure. And these... And, We're kind know, of I'm, getting away from the news a little bit there, Mr. Powell. Well, it, it, it isn't really getting away from the news, is it? Because these people are newsworthy. They're on our Facebook feeds every day. They're in the newspapers. and you know, these, are the, these are the glitterati, the, the celebrities of the paranormal world who people revere, people admire, people follow. And more, most importantly, people use what they see, what they see their heroes on television doing as a role model for what they do with on their own investigations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have to be you know, mindful of the media in all things that we do, and that's why I think we should touch on the news. And it is newsworthy and relevant. I mean, Zach Bacon's always newsworthy. Zach gets a new tattoo. Mm-hmm. Get to do here, do. Anyways, uh... We are just about coming up to the two-minute bell. I think we got another Ding-dong. minute left. So it's now now it's time for you and I to review the stories that we talked about and to rate them because that's what we do. Uh, so let's start off with the first one we talked about, which was the Scottish castle that was destroyed by the ghosts. So. Uh, as far as you're concerned, is there any plausibility that this could have bit of one? Slight chanceability. Remote. Remote. That's okay. Remote. One is a remote. I like that remote possibility. And uh, you know, and I think about the the poltergeist activity and stuff. And, um, you know, I, I might go up a little bit more. I, I might go at 
I hate to, but oh, doorbell, pizza from the dead here. Uh, three. I'm going three. With three. Yeah, which is a very slight possibility. Okay. Fair enough. So, fair enough. So All moving right, right along. So- right, well, go ahead. I was going to say, so moving right along, but you, you started anyway, so... I know, I'm psychic. I just uh, picked up your thought. I'll you. give you a nine for being psychic. Oh, thank you very much. Very good. Uh, so, moving right on to the demon child. Uh, what's, what's your rating on this, or do you want me to rate first? Uh, well, I think you should rate first. Okay. All right, so since you rated the last one first, I am going to say that this is a one. Well, I'm actually. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta explain my one, okay? okay. And then you can go into yours. And, and one being that I don't really believe that it is, but you know, if the devil exists, could he not tip his hat in such a thing when he wasn't looking? So, yeah, if you believe in a devil, I suppose it's a possibility. So there you go. Okay. Well, my rating for that would would include a one, but it would be billions to one. <laughs> okay. Just no no possibility. You no possibility whatsoever. That will be a cute little baby when it's born in four or five months' time. Well, and you I know, bet, when it, when you I bet you there will be no follow. Show. Well, I bet you there'll be no follow-up article saying demon baby turned out to be a cute little angel. Well, she probably became Prime Minister of England. <laughs> and we have another story to rate. Uh-huh. So 30 seconds, and we do. And this is, which one? Uh, is Zach Bacon a real paranormal investigator? No. <laughs> Billions to one? I forget now. You forget? Yeah. Do you know embarrassing yourself? <laughs> what is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> The Scottish one, we talked about that. What was the... F- oh, yes! Derricka Cora and the ghost thing. I'm going to give that a five on that I'm one. I'm going to stick to a one because I might go up if we see the other camera footage. Okay, but there's the music. So, anyway, so, so that's our rating. So, <laughs> whatever. Let us know what you think. Go to our page, Ghost Chronicles International, and leave your post here. we got to go. So, till next week, good night. God bless. Good night. God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.